Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Hello, hello. Welcome to Twin Flame Transformation Season 2. My name is Michelle, and I will be your host and guide. On today's podcast of Twin Flame Transformation and Beyond, I want to venture past our planet and talk about the planet Mars, masculine energy, and how these specifically relate to the Twin Flame journey right now. Also, don't forget to stay until the end of the podcast, where every week you'll get to hear a Twin Flame share their experience and learn how you can send your experience in. Okay, let's get started and talk about masculine energy and Mars. So the energy of Mars is very present in the collective right now. This, this week, Mars went from going retrograde in Gemini to now going direct in Taurus. And so it felt important to talk about how this can affect the divine feminine energy as well as the masculine energy and the opportunity this planet going direct gives us on the twin flame journey now that he's going back over that same path again. So you probably know this, but Mars is a masculine planet and the counterpart to Venus. And where Venus is the planet of love, Mars is the planet associated with war. Mars energy is fiery. I'm kind of feeling fired up. <laughs> this red planet represents passion, fire, anger, sexuality, right? It represents our drives and forward movement. It also represents our confidence and ability to ask for what we want. And although Mars is known as the god of war, the planet of war, what this really means is having a fighting spirit and courage. Whereas the shadow of Mars becomes, the shadow of the energy of Mars becomes the brutality of war, the senseless killings, aggressiveness, right? Other shadow elements would be jealousy, sarcasm, pride, and passive aggressive behaviors. So basically any behavior that happens when we have repressed our power and our fighting spirit, or our power was stripped away from us and we didn't know how to stand up for ourselves, or it wasn't safe to stand up for ourselves. So because Mars was in Gemini, it was retrograde in Gemini, we had an opportunity to look at our twin flame scenario, right? So as Mars went retrograde in Gemini, you may have noticed certain scenarios or circumstances that have repeated themselves around your twin flame or your relationship or any things you were working on circled back around or things you thought were done came back around to be looked at more deeply or things you thought you resolved, right? Another layer was uncovered right? Triggers you thought you dealt with perhaps came back to be looked at. So when planets go retrograde, as you probably know, right, we have this opportunity for reflection and another chance to do the same thing differently. And mostly we have a chance to call our power back around a situation. So we can look at, you know, were there any unhealthy or undesirable situations that were repeating themselves, 
right? Was there anywhere we might have given our power away to our twin flame? Is there perhaps anywhere we may have suppressed our anger and put out our own flame, right? So those questions are just to spark curiosity around Mars and Gemini and the past. And I invite you to come up with your own. But now because Mars is direct in Taurus, right? It feels important to talk about anger because working with the energy of anger can be challenging, but we can take this opportunity and look at anger as an energy that lights our flame rather than as an action or energy towards other people that is meant to burn them and harm them. Because I believe truly none of us really wants to be angry. And yet there isn't a person on this planet who hasn't felt anger. Yet, I know I can speak for myself, right? I see angry behaviors, right? And I experienced anger from my family or the outside world. And I know as a young child, whether it was conscious or not, I made a promise that I didn't want to be like that. I didn't want to act that way. I wasn't going to be angry, right? But what this did was it suppressed a lot of my natural feelings of anger. It suppressed a lot of my forward movement. It suppressed a lot of my asking for what I want, right? It suppressed a lot of my even knowing that I deserved and was worthy and it was my divine right to ask for what I want, right? So it's taken me a long time to work with anger. Anger is a very tricky energy because it's an action energy. But when we can use that action and direct it toward our highest good, it's a whole nother thing, right? It can be very powerful. Because if we can remember that the right use of anger can be used as an energy to stand up for ourselves, right? To set boundaries, speak our truth, our divine truth for the highest good of all. Speak out for what we want. Stand up for our beliefs right? Fight for those who don't have as much as say we have, right? Fight for the underprivileged, fight for animals, fight for the planet, right? But when we direct anger toward others, right, we feel this angry energy and consciously or not, we want to hurt other people because we've been hurt, right? That's the action of anger that lives in the shadows, and so if we can remember this distinction, right? Anger itself is not a bad emotion, right? If you take away judgment, labeling, and just look at the energy, it's just fire, right? It's passion, it's sexuality, it's, you know, alive. But when we put labels on it and we act on it and we act from a shadow place on it, right? We don't ask for what we want from a very aligned place using I statements, right? Then that's when anger can hurt. So if we can remember this distinction, right? It can help us understand this energy when it comes up. So let's talk about the reason aggression and acting out of anger is a shadow element, right? And this is because, like I shared with my story, like it was repressed for too long. And then it explodes and or and we've seen it with other people like these extreme behaviors right this comes out of like repressed anger or they fed that fire they kept fedding it they kept telling it that same story over and over and it built up and it built up and it built up and then they act on it right so if we can find it when we 
experience it and feel it, right? And tune into it. And know that it's a cover emotion, right? It's usually covering deep pain or sadness. Get help in working with it because that's a powerful energy. So if anger has been repressed or it's been, you know, fed into, right? And it explodes or someone doesn't have tools or skills how to work with their anger for the highest good of all, that's when it becomes harmful. But anger itself, like I said, there isn't a person on this earth who has not felt anger, right? It's just an energy. And this planet is filled with energies. And right now, Mars is direct in Taurus. That's a, that's a fighting energy. So we explore this energy of Mars and our masculine energy. And we look at anger as a fighting spirit. I love that, a fighting spirit, right? Like the peaceful warrior, a fighting spirit. And as an energy that can fuel our flame, but doesn't need to burn anyone, right? And it feels important to, to say this again, that boundaries are imperative as we work with anger and fire, right? When we let our flame burn and we set our boundaries, we advocate for our needs. We ask for what we want and we mean it when we ask it. And when we do it from a place that's within us and with boundary, we're not going to hurt anyone because we're not responsible for them. We're responsible for them if we put our anger on them then we have a responsibility. But if we ask for what we want from a place of I, I want to be on this twin flame journey with you. Are you ready or not? Right? Then it's up to them to decide. Because this goes for our twin flame. We can ask for what we want. Now, you've often heard me say that the feminine is not a pursuing energy, but rather a receiving energy, right? But this doesn't mean that the feminine waits around or can't ask for what they want. We can set our boundaries, set our standards, right? This fiery Mars energy lights our flame to stand up for ourselves. Set the standards of what we will accept and will not accept. The divine feminine is very clear on her boundaries, on their boundaries. This energy, this fiery energy encourages us to strengthen our divine masculine energy, to stand in our confidence and create our most amazing life, whether or not our twin flame is in it or not. This is the biggest hang up on the twin flame journey is that wanting and needing and desiring and obsessing about our twin flame. I mean, I get it, but we can use this Mars energy and rein our flame in, fire ourselves up, give us everything we need. Because most of all, Mars is not victim energy. We do not have to be victims on this journey. We are divine creators and we carry the blueprint with us, within us of two flames, right? And that's when we become enlightened, when both flames in our sacred geometry and our two tetrahedrons are lit up. Not two suffocated flames or two out of control flames, but two beautifully flowing, fiery, boundaried flames of love, right? And using this fiery energy to ask for what we want is an act of love, right? We don't want to ask for what we want in any direction we go, but especially on our twin flame journey from a place of directed an outward anger to our twin flame where we nag and write and become like their mother this place that says we know better than they do right and we don't want to ask from a place where we put them down and emasculate them but we stand up for ourselves and advocate for ourselves from a place where our flame has nothing to do with them from a fighting spirit where we burn and set standards for what we need want and deserve right our flame goes up not out and it can actually benefit our twin flame journey when we let our anger come through our divine masculine flame. 
It's only harmful when anger comes from the wounded feminine or the wounded masculine, right? Whenever that fire comes from any wounding or trauma, it's going through a hole and it can burn our twin flame. It can push our twin flame away. Because remember, we're not the same human resonance as them. They have their own human journey and it's not up to us to control them or change them. The resonance we share is through our soul. Right? And this image of the two flames are always present on our twin flame journey. A masculine flame and a feminine flame burning brightly without burning each other or repelling each other. And this energy in Mars right now gives us a helping hand in looking at our masculine energy, making sure we aren't repressing our anger, making sure we aren't accepting behaviors that are not in alignment with our values, making sure we aren't sending our anger outwards or inwards to ourselves, making sure we are setting healthy boundaries. And mostly, we have an opportunity to stand in confidence around ourselves that we are enough. You are enough just as you are. I know this journey can be challenging, right? And when it's most challenging is when I find it most important to remember, this journey is ultimately not about our twin flame. It's about ourselves and our spiritual journey. The more your energy is outward, the more that same extreme of outward energy is the same extreme of... Um, amount that you need to put on yourself, I believe, right? It's about coming back to who we are. Beings of light, getting rid of anything that is not aligned with unconditional love. Redefining what love is, loving ourselves first and foremost, right? We have an opportunity every day to create a new paradigm of what love really is. And this beautiful love starts with ourselves. So I invite you to turn inwards and let this fiery energy of Mars be your advocate so you can create your most joyful life for the highest good of all. I hope this has been helpful. Join me. Turn this flame of joy on high. <laughs> okay. If you're wanting to um, have some tools to understand and work with your dreams, I have a self-guided online dream course. It has creative exercises and tons of information that I've gathered throughout the years condensed and put into one place. So I'll put the link below, but you can also find it on my website or Instagram. And now every episode for season two, as long as I have stories coming in, so share your stories, please send them in. I will share a twin flame experience. I've received such beautiful feedback from this and listeners have shared that, they, that it's been very helpful for them to hear other stories and the ones that have recorded it have said it's been very helpful and healing for them to record it. So I'm also figuring out a place where you can all communicate with each other and talk about these stories. So I know there'll be stories and I get to hear all this and, and I think it would be great for all of you who recorded them and are listening to share them and open this dialogue. So I am working on it with someone else. We're, we're making a plan. So stay tuned for that. And if you want to share your twin flame story, please email me a voice recording five to 10 minutes long to twinflametransformation11 at gmail.com. Your story will be shared anonymously. And it's such a vulnerable journey. So please only put on your recording what feels right in your heart to share, right? Set your boundaries around that and share your story. Would love to hear it. Okay. I am sending you all so much love. And now please enjoy this powerful, inspiring, moving Twin Flame Journey Share. The sound does go in and out, but stay with it and you'll be able to hear the whole thing.
Thank you, Michelle, for giving me the chance to share my story um, about me and my twin. I hope this might help someone. Um, I met my twin in March of 2019. Um, I'd gone through a quite kind of horrible and out of the blue divorce um, a, a couple of years prior to that. And I was just kind of, you know, I had been putting myself back out there in the world, but just very casually. Um, I met my twin through a just a casual dating app, which um, doesn't sound very romantic, but, you know, it's just what happened. Um, I had very strict rules around people I interacted with um, and he his, how he communicated with me broke all those rules, yet I had this immediate feeling that there was something about this person that I had to talk to. So we started, I replied and we started talking on a different um, communication platform and immediately um, he'd sent me photos and um, we were talking in quite detail, quite a lot of detail. And immediately when I saw his photo, I just kept feeling like I know you. Um, yeah, it was just so strong, but I had no idea how or why. Um, I knew that this was something very different. Um, and, yeah, and I was in a period of going, oh, I don't even think I want to, you know, ca even casually date anymore. Like I just, I'm going to spend time on my own. So um, it was a surprise that then something came along, but I now obviously know it was the right time. Uh, we met. Um, this person um, lives in another state. Um, I live in Australia, and so it's quite far away. It's about a 15-hour drive um, from <laughs> away from each other. And they were coming to this, they're in and out of the state quite a bit. And so they were coming here and so we arranged to see each other. And even on the day I was just like, oh, I don't even know if I should bother with this. But this, this every time I had that thought, a feeling would come up, you have to meet this person. So I did. Um, and when we met each other, um, I walked up to him. We were just in the car park because we pulled in at exactly the same time in our cars. And I walked up to him and I saw his aura and I remember and it was just this amazing gold, gold and white. Um, and that was really remarkable to me because, and I thought I was seeing things because I used to see auras when I was younger and I had a lot of, um, I was quite in touch with myself um, energetically and spiritually. And then around the age of about 21, I shut all that off. Um, and when I saw him and I saw the aura, um, I immediately then heard a voice which said, oh, my God, it's you. I haven't seen you in so long. And there was just this longing attached to it. Um, and I just, it was like I, and he looked at me and there was just this moment and then he just kissed me on the lips, which it was just like, hi. And then I, I just, it was like I just remembered that I loved him. Um, it was the most profound thing that had ever happened to me in my life and will forever be, I think. Um, it was the voice that was so strong and the feelings inside. Um, anyway, and we talked for a really long time and I remember just that night looking at him and watching him and I'm very talkative but I was completely silent and he was really chatty and he was kind of quieter and I just remember thinking, oh, you are the male version of me. Like you are absolutely like, like it was just still a shock to me even when I say it out loud now. Anyway, we um, kind of started spending time together um, and then, and I should say he um, was married uh, but separated at the time. <clears throat> um, so, you know, it was amazing. 
Um, we were physical together um, quite quickly and the first night we locked eyes together, um, it was like we went, it was, I felt like the universe opened up to me. Like I, you know, and he said a similar thing. Um, he was immediately like, I know you're my soulmate. I know, like, I wasn't saying that. I was the, the more restrained of the two. Uh, yeah, and I was just like, oh, you know, that's just, that's just a bit full on, you know. But he was very sure about it. Um, uh, yeah, and so we spent time together. The first, you know, few months were amazing. Um, and then I could I started and I was having at the same time all these spiritual gifts and things I had when I was younger started like coming back. Like it's just, they just flooded back and I was completely overwhelmed. I didn't know what to do. I just wasn't prepared for that at all. Um, so it was a lot to process all at once. Um, but it was amazing. Um, particularly when I look back now that it even happened and we, um, I started to feel a shift in him and I said to him one day, I was like, you're going to go back to your wife. Um, and he was like, how do you know that? And um, I was like, I can just feel it. Like um, we used to talk about how we could feel the energy between us, that it felt the same, that it was like the same vibration. Um, and I could feel it. Um, I could feel that it was, I could feel that something was different always in him Um and yeah, so that was obviously <laughs> really hard and I felt like dying inside, like it felt worse than my, you know, the end of my 20 odd year um, relationship and marriage. Uh, and I just kept thinking, how can this be? Like I, I, I have only known this person a few months like this is, but I knew that it was longer than that in some other way. Um, so for the last almost four years, we've been in and out of each other's lives. Um, we cut all contact initially when he went back to his wife and then, you know, we started messaging again and there was a period of time and we did see each other a couple of times and we, so we, you know, I get, we were having an affair. Um, and then, uh, I, we, I just said, look, we just, we have to cut all contact. Um, I didn't want to, but. I couldn't see any other way around it. Uh, so we went a whole year, um, almost a whole year without no any contact. And during that time I had been spending, it was um, through 2020, it was kind of, um, it was towards the end of 2020 we did that. And I, in that year I had, obviously the world was in <laughs> turmoil, but I actually spent a lot of time just really digging in and like working on myself Um like more than I had before, like I'd had a lot of therapy, but I knew something different. I needed something different and I was spending a lot of time on my own and getting really good at being comfortable with myself and what better time than COVID. Uh, and then, um, yeah, and then I, I, I've had some past life readings and a whole lot of other things which he shows up in and I felt very peaceful. I, I, I was feeling, you know, just yeah, in a really good place. And then he pops back up and he always, um, does seem to, uh, I, throughout all of this time, I have dreams, you know, their visits, I call them. Um, I had another one just last night. Um, we, yeah, there's just so many, you know, <laughs> I probably don't need to tell you. Um, and 
And then last year I had, I thought I was kind of, oh, actually, sorry, uh, about 18 months prior um, to now, I decided to stop drinking. Um, and I worked in the wine industry and I had drunk a lot all my life. I wouldn't say I'm an alcoholic, but I, you know, there's alcohol use disorder. So um, most people are on the spectrum of use. And I decided, I just had this feeling, I was like, I can't heal myself properly um, to, the, to the next level of whatever that is without, like I needed to do that for myself and stop drinking and and I did and I still have and I it has like changed everything. I feel like my whole being has kind of gone to a different level vibrationally. I feel different um, and in that period of time I really intuitive, like my intuition has become louder which I knew would happen um, and I found Michelle throughout that time and I started listening to her podcast. Um, I actually started doing work with her for the last six months and in that period of time, I have really, it's been amazing, like feeling into my body and um, being able to talk about my twin. Um, and as time has gone on in these six months, I've gotten to a place energetically of what I, I call the neutral place. Um, it's only happened a couple of times, but when that's happened, something significant has happened with my twin both times. Um, and I feel there's like, there's, ex I've, I've reached a place of acceptance that we're always together. It doesn't matter if we're not physically in each other's lives. Um, he knows that too. And we've talked about that. Um, it, it was really hard. Like we would have that conversation and we would go, oh, it's so horrible being apart. But then we just know that it's just got to be that way at the moment um and then in the last this last six months the it has been so much um it's been entirely different for me i've i really genuinely feel like lighter i've been processing like trauma in my body that's been sitting there for years and years and doing so much like inner child work and oh i'm getting a bit emotional just <laughs> talking about it um and that's thanks to michelle um, and, uh, by Christmas, just, just gone, I, I had so many big revelations. I had to have a big surgery as well in the last few months. And I so much like purged out of me in that process of the, the healing after the surgery. Um, I have all these more spiritual gifts, I think starting to come through. Um, and I really got, have gotten to a place of like, I'm I'm good with myself, whether like my twin is with me or not. And and then a few weeks or so about a month ago, I had a, I said to my, one of my friends, I said, "There's a message coming from him. We haven't been in contact for a while. Um, he had contacted me before my surgery and checked on me after, but then we hadn't had any contact for months. And then out of the blue, I had this feeling he's I'm going to hear from him." And, and then, um, I did a couple of days later and I'd said to my friend, there's going to be a test for me. Um, and then the message was, um, he had also been going through a rough time the same time I was going through my healing and my surgery and, um, he's getting divorced. Um, and so that was all a bit of a shock and <laughs> a good one, I guess. And I was like, oh, I feel good about this. Like I feel relieved for him mostly. Um, and we have seen each other. Um, 
once and had very big talk and I have been very mindful and in my body the whole time every time we have contact I'm kind of constantly checking in with how I feel and I'm not I don't feel overwhelmed with the connection like I used to um I have had a moment of attachment that I would say um but I kind of worked my way through that again thanks Michelle uh and anyway we are going to see each other and spend some time together in about a week so I'm very curious to see how I feel uh, after spending a, a chunk of time together um and I don't know what it brings and I'm I don't know but all I know is I'm okay either way I'm, my life is really good if he's not in it my life is really good if he is in it um but ultimately we are always connected I know that 100 percent um and it's an amazing amazing thing it's been the hardest thing I've ever had to go through but it's the most incredible and profound and deep experience and love and the thing that it's taught me the most is it's brought me to me and um showed me the love I have for me <laughs> so I could talk about this forever, but that's all I can say and I think I've gone over time. Um, but thank you, Michelle, for giving me the opportunity um, and I am just sending lots of love to everyone out there listening. Take care.